no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. Oh! One more time. Oh! One more time. Welcome to the Barry Sentience. On today's show, we recap the 23-17 to 17 victory over the Tennessee Titans and much, much more. What's good, Press? Hey, man, I'm good, man. Hey, Dub, just getting back from Soldier Field. I got a Kinslogger beer in my hand. Hey, shout out to Kinslogger. Hey, even though yeah. they're not a sponsor of the show anymore, I still represent them. Still went over there and grabbed a six-pack on my way home. That's what I'm talking about, man. He got you a six-pack. <laughs> I'm so fucking fired up, A-Dub. I swear to Lord. I swear to Lord. I'm a little shocked that you still got some of your voice left. <laughs> well, it's preseason now. You know what I'm saying? It's preseason. So preseason prayers don't lose his voice. Now, week one against the Packers, uh, we might have to pod on that Monday. <laughs> you're gonna have your six-pack as well and you ain't gonna have no voice at all bro it's gonna be more than the six-pack that day i can promise you <laughs> hey look man as long as you got a little bit left with your boy dub i'm all good man shit yes, hey man i'm always here to share hey ain't no ain't no fun right you know what they said <laughs> <laughs> you right about that brother you definitely right <laughs> And take that whichever way you want to, y'all. Take it whichever way y'all want to. Before A-Dub and I get into this 23-17 victory over the Titans today, I want to kind of tie a bow on the last couple of days of Bears training camp, right? There's been a lot of shit going on. Nate Davis, A-Dub, I'm starting to get a little concerned and worried about this guy. Man, this guy hates to practice, apparently. What's up with this guy, bro? All this money for this guy to come in here and take, you know, um, a position at right guard and he's not spending enough time on the field. We need those reps, man. We need to get that chemistry with the O-line. If he isn't playing, Perez, that's why I worry you, because now that chemistry definitely will take a hit. So for me, it's like, okay, I gave a guy a break during OTAs, even though I was kind of looking at it like, all right, where you at, bro? Where you at? Right. <laughs> but however, I'm like, okay, it's OTAs. The guy knows the system, as I mentioned on the show before. I didn't really trip on him. But now I'm like, okay, man, you got to get some chemistry on this line. I was at the Thursday practice, man. The offensive line struggled in that practice. I'm looking at this man. He on the side, his jersey on. I'm like, bro, if you ain't going to do shit, take that motherfucking jersey off, man. I'm sick of watching you sitting around with the jersey on and you ain't practicing. Come on, man. Get out right. there on the fucking field, bro. Hey, the team needs you, man. We going to war. We in battle. At the end of the day, we need you on that field, man. That's the only way we all can get better. You can make each other better is by you playing. But I guess the most important thing is if he's going to be ready for week one, and I guess all the shit I'm saying right now, audience, you tell me to shut up. But for right now, I'm just kind of a little concerned now because I remember when we signed him, A-Dub, and I kind of looked at the move and I said, okay, you know, we'll see how it goes. But I noticed the Titans fans were kind of happy when he left. That's never <laughs> a good sign. <laughs> Not at all. You're right. It becomes a concern. But I hope he don't bring that to Chicago, man. He's already bringing it. He ain't practicing. What you talking about? He ain't practicing. <laughs> he ain't bringing nothing here except for collecting check right now. He's doing the same shit at camp that I'm doing. Watch it. <laughs> we need this guy, man, to pass, man. We need him playing. I'm hoping that he can give us a different thought process by showing up and getting out there, but he got to do it soon. Wide well, receiver, man. We're starting to get some guys going down with injuries. Chase Claypool, and I was raving about him, bro. 
And then what happens, man? Goes down with a hamstring injury from the looks of it. And then the same practice, Equinemius St. Brown went down with an ankle injury. So now you're down two receivers from practice. They both were inactive today. So, Doug, when I'm looking at this, right, we were just bragging about the, all the depth that we had in this wide receiver room, but it's opening up an opportunity, Doug, for Dante Pettis, who was re recently activated off the non-football injury list. Hey, good for Dante Pettis for coming out, for coming back at the right time. The reason why I feel like this opens up opportunity because we talked about on this show how Pettis was facing an uphill battle to get a roster spot because of the players in front of him. Right. Now when you're looking at these injuries, in today's game, Bellas Jones muffing punts and not being effective, Again, and we're going to get into that later, but it opens up an opportunity for a guy like Dante Pettis. I wrote an article where I talked about last season, the chemistry between Dante Pettis and Justin Fields, and Dante right. Pettis is sure-handed in the punt return game. And <laughs> the fact is, Dante Pettis proved today that he might be useful, bro, because you're right, on punt return. Mike, Mike, you watched the game. What you talking <laughs> yep. about, Mike? This pretty much says, hey, Dante Pettis, we're going to need you, man. Even if we don't use you much at the wide receiver spot, we're definitely going to need you at punt return. So this is a good opportunity for you to show us that you are ready to play football. This is my thing with Phelan Jones. Training camp, he was looking pretty solid back there, kickoff return, punt return. He was actually making a couple plays as a receiver. But it matters in the games. Right. And what we saw today, it just did not give me much confidence. Again, all this, we're going to get into that a little bit later on. But Dante Pettis, hey, brother, you got a golden opportunity right here. Because honestly, Dub, if you look at this wide receiver position, he's probably going to be fighting with Velas Jones for that last spot in the receiver role. At this point, it's only up for Dante Pettis if he goes out and show the Chicago Bears what he's capable of doing. Now, that's enough about practice. Because we got a fucking game in here, A-Dub, and I'm still so fired up over here. So let's get into it. We know position battles galore. We're going to talk about that. But going into the game, there's been so many injuries, right? If you look at this defense, right, you have so many of the starters that are right now. So when I looked at the interactive report today, I was like, man, we got a lot of impact important guys right now that's nicked up. And I'm like, man, hopefully, man, these things are minor and there's nothing to worry about. Well, I see Jaquan Brisker's name on there. Yeah. Obviously, Chase Claypool, as I talked about. Tremaine Edmonds, A-Dub, Lucas Patrick. Nate fucking Davis. <laughs> Demarcus Walker, right? He's been on the list for a little while. And Yannick Ngakwe, he didn't, you know, play today, which is probably just something where they're ramping him up slowly. But you got a lot of guys out right now. Mercedes Lewis is another guy that was inactive today. Josh Blackwell, who was a guy that was flashing, yep. he was inactive today. So we're starting to see a lot of these guys popping up on the injury list. I know even Fuse ain't going to talk about it much. But I'm starting to get concerned with some of these injuries, they do. I really am. And I think the key for you and I, we talked about that, is seeing players' name come up on the list often, who's missing practice, who's now missing a preseason game, who's not having an opportunity to go out there and get some reps in. That's important. So seeing the fact that we're missing these many key players for us, I was wondering how the hell we're going to get the victory. You need these guys to be active and ready to play football because, again, the season's right around the corner, bro. If these guys not prepared fully due to whatever small injury they're having, that's going to be a big concern for us going into the season. So A-Dub said he was wondering how they was going to get the victory. We got the victories. We're playing the goddamn Titans. Fuck the Bears defense, man. I thought they were impressive. We already know what we're going to talk about here in a second when it comes to Justin Fields. But that defense, bro, they shut out the Titans in that second half. Now, the Titans are doing this weird quarterback carousel thing between Malik Willis and Will Levis. Right. They, they alternated series and whatnot. But we shut those fuckers down in that second half. Sacked them eight times, bro, for the game. That defense was on fire. The first possession the Titans had, 
on offense. Oh, they, when they when they marched it down. Oh, yeah, God. they had the ball for like over seven minutes. I was like, "What the hell are we doing on defense? Like, we got to slow this down because you know, Perez, if you're on the field that long, your defense can get worn out. You know how they go, man. It's just natural what can possibly happen. But to your point, they woke up in the second half. They actually started to wake up a little bit in the second quarter. But as you can see, as the game went on. This Bears defense got stronger. So that's what you appreciate about the team. But early on, we definitely had our concerns, bro. It was that one drive. But like I said, they woke up. They made adjustments. Allen Williams must have got in that ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> had to let them know real quick about some things. But I was really impressed by that second half. As, as I mentioned, scoreless. The takeaways. Four takeaways, bro. That is the shit that we need to see here in Chicago this season. If we could take the football away from these teams and get it to Justin, and you saw what happened now. That defense let us down there on that first drive. What would our boy Justin do? First drive, pass to DJ Moore, 62 yards, the rest is history. And I'm just sitting here in the stands. I'm like, man, I want to see this all fucking season. That was a very good pass to, that Justin Fields passed to DJ Moore. I know there are some haters who were talking about the ball was a little bit behind or whatever. Yeah, Look. they were talking that shit, talking about some, oh, that was all DJ Moore. Justin, he only threw the ball uh, a short pass. I'm sitting there being like, y'all pick apart everything this man do. For real. Ain't good enough. Ain't never good enough. There's nothing Justin can do that can oppress those haters like that, Press. But I will say to your point, man, good throw, bro. DJ Moore took it all the way to the house. But I definitely got to point out, man, that, hey, it was a couple of key blocks out there that were yes, really sir. good. Talk about, Bra it. Talk Braxton, about it. Braxton Jones, boom, good hit. Boy Money Moon right there, good block. DJ Moore did the rest, man. And I said, that's how you make a play like that work on those screen passes like that. People at the right position and doing their jobs effectively. And we just know what DJ Moore can do with the ball in his hands, man. He can make a lot of great things happen. And he did that on that play. And then the second drive for Justin Fields. Now, people going to talk shit about, oh, was this only a, a little short dump off pass to Herbert? But you know what impressed me with that one, Doug? It was more impressive to me than the first touchdown to Moore is because you see how Justin used his legs, and he didn't try to go run for a first down. Right. But he used his legs, he bought himself some time, and he was looking up the field, looking to see who he could get the ball to. Got out the Herbert. That's showing you the growth from where Justin Fields was last year versus where he is at this year. Khalil Herbert did the work. And shout out to Tevin Jenkins, bro. Yes, Pancake sir. Pancake City. Pancake City. Over there like Prince. <laughs> Blouse. Dang. <laughs> who wants some pancakes? Seven, Jake has got some pancakes. Yes, sir. <laughs> but, man, to your point, good play by um Herbert. And that's one of the things you and I talked about on this show, Perez, about what he needs to do to improve. I know you definitely always pointed out his blocking, of course. But definitely, you said he also had to improve in the passing game as well. And you talked a lot about that last season, what he needed to do coming into this season. And here we are, bro, sending the preseason game where it's actually showing his growth with that catch and he's doing the rest, bro. It just shows you that the guy got the ball in his hands, Things he can make, the things he can do with the ball, but definitely a very good catch. And it was just a good pass by Justin Fields after going through his reads and then making the right decision with throwing the football. Now, I want to ask you when it comes to Justin, going into this game, right? There's been a lot of talk, there's been a lot of polarizing opinions surrounding Justin, what he's going to be able to do from a passing standpoint. I know this is only game one, but what were your just thoughts? Like, I mean, we know we had two splash plays there. But you saw Justin the two series put points on the board. My thoughts from watching this, Prez, I got to give it to Cool Hand Luke because Cool Hand Luke has his offense pretty much figured out how he wanted to operate. And what he has allowed, Prez, is, hey, Justin Fields, 
you don't have to do too much work. Let your weapons do the work for you. So what he's pretty much saying, hey, you got DJ Moore, of course, he's going to be a problem. Once you go through your reads and progressions, guess what? You have somebody, you know, that you can go to. You can definitely do the check down. They're going to be there to handle some of the workload for you. So therefore, you don't have to use your legs as much. So what's happening now, a lot of the relief is on off of Justin Fields about what he has to do in the game. Now, I like the way this offense is being structured now, Chris, as you and I talked about before. This offense is really being structured, structured around the passing game. We know we're going to hand the ball that these guys run at times, but you can see now they're opening it up and allowing these players to be playmakers. And I like the way this offense is functioning early on. And I can see that happening more often going forward to where, hey, Justin Fields, you're going to be the, the safety blanket. When we get into trouble, you know what to do. No, I mean, that, and that was why I brought up the point of why I thought that that second touchdown, the one to Herbert, to me, that one showed the growth in Justin. He didn't just look to take off, kept his eyes down the field. Yep. Great play. Great fucking play. I got to talk about the challenges, right? So, obviously, I brought up Valus Jones and then also Tyler Scott. We saw that he put the football on the ground. That's something I've seen from him during training camp. You can't have those type of miscues. Those type of things are game-changing type of opportunities where you're giving the other team the football. So to me, when I look at the offense, I said, okay, we got to stop turning the fucking football over. Got to hold on to the football. Can't have the muff punts. Tyler Scott got to secure that football. Yeah, that was tough to see from Tyler Scott, man. I was like, oh, geez, you know, good move. Catch the football, but don't hold on to it. You got to cuff that up, man. You got to cuff that ball to make sure that you hold on to it tightly. Because if you're in the NFL, man, these players are crafty. You know, on the defensive side of the press, they always looking to knock the ball out your hands and all that stuff. So Tyler Scott has to be better. This wasn't one of his best showings. Unfortunately, it happened in the preseason game. I'm hoping they can get better and bounce back from this. But to your point, we cannot have turnovers going forward. What were your thoughts on Roshan Johnson? Now, we've talked about this carousel of running backs, right? We saw a little bit of what Khalil Herbert brought to the table. And I was, I like the fact with Khalil Herbert that, okay, you know, he only had like about 15 yards rushing. But what I always talk about with Khalil Herbert, catching the ball out of the backfield, pass pro. Right. We saw him catch the ball out of the backfield and he made some things happen. That part right there was really encouraging. But now when you look at a Khalil Herbert, you look at a Travis Homer, you look at a Roshan Johnson, Dante Ford. A lot of fucking bodies. Yes. But I want to get your, your thoughts there on Roshan Johnson, game one, NFL debut. Woo-wee, Roshan Johnson, in my opinion, looks really good, Perez. He runs hard. He's aggressive with the football. I mean, this is a guy that you have spoken highly about over and over again, you know, about him being on this team and possibly even being the number one running back, you know, at, at one mm. point you and I talked about. Mm. But looking at, at him play, I'm like, damn, he definitely got all the tools for us to be a starting running back in the league. But I like the fact that you give a different look with him versus Khalil Herbert. You know what I'm saying? They are right. kind of two different type of running backs. So I look at Roshan Johnson like, hey, he's the guy that's grimy. You can just give him the ball and let him go ahead and eat. He can find a way through a hole, bro. He can work. So I like what I'm seeing from him, and I think he's another weapon for the Chicago Bears when we talk about running the football. One thing to keep in mind, when you have Khalil Herbert, Dante Foreman, these are two running backs that have talent, but they have had injury issues in the past. And so when I look at a guy like Roshan Johnson, man, he's in an enviable position because his day could potentially be called a lot sooner than later, right? And so right. the things that you mentioned, a I agree with 100%. That guy has a really good mix of speed, size, and he catches the football very well. So, I mean, honestly, a you didn't say anything that I disagree with when it comes to Roshan Johnson. I really think that this guy has – the potential to be a future running back one, whether it's here in Chicago or elsewhere. But 
The point I'm making here, though, is you got a guy here that you drafted and you brought in here that's going to be pushing Khalil Herbert and Dante Foreman all fucking season. It's going to be tough. I mean, they're going to have to bring it. Khalil Herbert and Foreman, you all got to play your A game because a kid like Roshan Johnson is telling everyone else that, hey, I want to play. And he's showing you why he should play. Now, one other area in the offense that I wanted to kind of pick at a little bit is what our backup quarterback. <laughs> P.J. Walker, in my opinion, has not had the best camps. True. And I looked at him out there today, and he didn't do anything really that stood out. The passes were off target. A lot of times they were kind of weak, no imagination, and kind of how he was working the pocket. I have some concerns when I would come to the backup quarterback, which makes it even more vital that this offensive line gets his shit together because we can't have anything happen to number one. That's true because the offense doesn't quite flow with him, you know, at the helm of things. It, it flowed pretty well. We saw with Justin Fields. But with him, we're like, hey, we're all over the place, you know. Can you command this offense? And you're right, the inaccurate throws, the overthrowing of players that cause the interception. I'm like, look, man, you got to be better than that, you know. So get your stuff together, bro, if you want to be that backup quarterback because – you never know what may happen this season. And again, none of us wishing any ill will on Justin Fields at all. But what if you do got to come in and be a, a, a quarterback for the Bears at some point in the season? You just never know. We want to make sure you're ready, man. And right now, he doesn't look poised or ready for us for that opportunity. And we also know who the third string quarterback is. And that, I, that's a guy that I don't want to see on the football field in any meaningful <laughs> Nathan Peterman, there was guys around me that had the nerve when we were sitting there and they were like, yeah, he's playing well. And I'm like, Guys, it's against the Titans, and they're playing against the third. They're, they're playing with their third string defense. I right. said this guy is trash, and this one guy was like, "Well, uh, he was like, well, we may see him at some point this season." I said, "I hope the fuck not." <laughs> and Nathan, this is no knock on you as a person, and it just really hasn't been good. Nathan Peterman is a guy that honestly cannot do much at all for the Chicago Bears. He really cannot, man. And this is just what it is. Listen, I don't know him as a person. I don't give a damn to know him as a person. I'm just telling you as a football player, you're ass, bro. And I just don't want to see this guy on the football field. Like I said, he had a decent little half there. I just have concerns with these backup quarterbacks. Him, Walker. Now, I will say, Tyson Begin, that throw that he made on fourth down, pretty nice fucking ball. Pretty nice, pretty nice fucking ball, you do. Hey, look, hey, look, making plays like that, I give you your credit, you know. The point is, that's what it's all about, doing your job and doing the right way. But please know Nathan Peterman. I swear to God, man, they need to just block for Justin because, like I said, I don't want to see this. <laughs> man, Nathan Peterman knows something that you and I don't know, bro. <laughs> he got nine lives. He got nine lives. He got nine NFL lives, hey, dog. I don't know what the fuck keeping on the field, but uh, like I said, man, I'm not a fan of it. Well, hopefully, you know, they get that shit figured out. But honestly, man, when you look at this team, right, before we get into giving out some game balls, before we get out of here, position battles, hey, dog. At quarterback, which we were just talking about. We already know who QB1 is. Right. But now it's going to be one of those situations. What's going to happen there at the third quarterback spot if they decide to keep three? And I hope, but God, it ain't fucking Nathan Peterman. I swear to God, I hope it ain't <laughs> Nathan Peterman. Hey, man, let them give Tyson the chance. A defensive end. Now, Woo. when the depth chart came out this week, A-Dub, we saw, we saw where our boy Travis Gibson was deep down that fucking depth chart. Yes. Now, when Demarcus Walker went down with his injury, I was surprised that Travis Gibson wasn't getting reps with the ones. I think the coaching staff and the organization are sending a message to Travis Gibson. But in this game today, 
That man answered that challenge and then some. And you saw me put out that 99 problems. He was a terror out there today. <laughs> I mean, you talk about getting the backfield, putting hits on the quarterback press, out there picking up a sack, making good tackles as well, bro. I thought he played his best game that I've seen in a long time. I understand it's preseason, but, man, I haven't seen him play like that in such a long time. And it was just good for him to send a message to the organization saying, hey, look, I know I haven't had the best of preseason. I haven't had the best of the training camp. But guess what? I am ready to play now, you know? So I got to give Travis Gibson a lot of credit for how he performed in this particular game here, Perez, because right now he's saying, send a message saying, hey, I want this. And the way he performed is something we, have, again, we haven't seen in quite a while. I think when it comes down to it, he's competing against Terrell Lewis for that final spot. And Terrell Lewis has flashed throughout camp, and Terrell Lewis was out there fucking balling two sacks in the game. This defensive end and edge rusher group they dub, we ain't even talking about Ngakwe yet. But well, you got to right. look at the type of talent that they have here, man. Demarcus Walker, Rasheed Green, Gibson, Terrell Lewis. Man, that's a lot of talent. A lot of talent. Man, they are loaded. And like you say, it's like Terrell Lewis have had you know, um, the advantage. But in this game here, man, shoot, take your pick. Both of them want it, bro. And we'll see. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens out of that practice period against the Colts. And obviously looking forward to see what happens against the Colts next weekend. But, hey. I got a couple other positions for us to get into. Wide receiver, we briefly touched on that. We talked about the fact that outside of DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, and Chase Claypool, what do we have here, right? We got right. Tyler Scott, Valus Jones, Equinemia St. Brown, Dante Pettis. Those guys in that group right there, there's not a lot of space between these players. We know based off draft capital, Valus Jones and Tyler Scott are more than likely going to end up on that 53-man roster. Right. So then you have guys like Equinemia St. Brown and Dante Pettis that are probably going to be fighting for that last roster spot. And so, for my opinion, Dante Pettis, again, as I said earlier, has a big opportunity, man, to make a name for himself. Equinemius St. Brown is injured right now. He can make a ground. Vela Jones, everybody's looking for you, man, to do something because I'm looking on Twitter and everybody's talking about cut you after this game. I'm like, hey, as well, he'll out of here, dude. People were patient last season with him. They knew he was a rookie, bro. But if you're making the same issues you had last year and you're doing it again, it's a problem, bro. And they see in this preseason game here, man, I think people are just tired, bro. And I'm not shooting for the guy to be cut right away. I do think the Bears want to give him as many opportunities they possibly can to see things change. But to your point, man, if it's not going to change, bro, they're going to have to make a, a tough decision. And he could possibly be on the bubble because they're like, look, right now we're trying to win. We really are just trying to win this season. And if you can't help us, why do we need you? You know? So that's where it come down to with him, man. He just got to step his game up. Linebacker. Now, we already know there's another position group that Ryan Poles did a great job with overhauling, bringing in a Tremaine Edmonds, who we've not seen a lot of. T.J. Edwards, right? We, we, we have spoken right. highly about that acquisition. But then you got fifth-round draft pick Noah Sewell. This guy's been impressive throughout training camp, A-Dub. And we know right now he's battling our boy, Jack Sanborn, for that start to Sam linebacker position. Now, Jack Sanborn was out there today, A-Dub. And like I said, man, he is fighting like hell to keep his starting spot. <laughs> it's going to be tough, man, for Sanborn. I, I applaud Sanborn for all the things he done last season. Perez, you definitely made me believe in Sanborn. Hey, the but tape don't lie. The tape don't lie, bro. It, it don't, bro. It don't lie at all. He done this thing, man. He handled business. But this season, coming here, this is season, and we saw what happened, you know, with him getting hurt early on, you know, 
it's like that put a step back on because now we got to get to see, you know, Sewell. And Sewell, like, look, I want to play as well. And he's been out there just going out there and grinding. I mean, just getting to the quarterback press, doing all the things that matter in the games. So it's like, hey, look, it's some real competition here. I can't say it's a runaway for Sanborn because in this game here, preseason game here, I didn't see a lot from Sanborn. I didn't see a lot. But I'm telling you right now, Sewell's pretty much saying, hey, I'm coming. I'm going to try to close this gap. I agree with you. Sanborn didn't really show us a lot. But, again, he's still ramping up, still getting yep. back out there. So I think this upcoming week is going to be a super important week for Jack Sanborn. Look at both of them, Sewell versus Sanborn. You're like, hey, maybe Sewell got a little bit of edge on him right now. And to your point, we know what's been going on with Sanborn. We get it. Got to get back into it. It's going to take some time. But with it taking time, bro, you can still lose your spot. Now, quarterback, A-Dub, another position group that we talked about. We know that there's a battle over there between Tyreek Stevenson and Terrell Smith. But I'll tell you one thing, man. Tyreek Stevenson, man, he passed the motherfucking eye test today. That yeah. boy can ball. He was doing his thing out there. But like I said, Terrell Smith, hey, he's emerging. He's had a really strong camp as well. But that's the thing, man. When you look at this quarterback position and even the depth that we talked about at the slot corner position, right. there's so much talent, man, in that quarterback room. But I want to piggyback on something you talked about, Tyreek Stevenson, man. Hey, bro, I can tell they were trying to pick on him a little bit out there. I get it. He's they a tried. rookie. They, they tried. tried. I like his tackling ability, bro. He was there. I mean, I like the fact that he got a nice little pass deflection out there. He almost got an interception, almost. He'll be there next time. But the thing is, I like this competitive nature in him. And uh, this kid going to go out there and compete. I see why the Bears like him. Hey, all the things you said about him in practice, Perez, it's not just practice. We're now seeing it in a game. So I hope it continues at this rate. I think he's only going to get better. Well, as I told you and Mike when Mike was on the show, and he was talking about how Tyreek Stevenson was getting cooked by DJ Moore. I'm like, dude. Most DBs in the league don't get cooked by DJ Moore. Right. DJ Moore cooked the damn Titans today. That man right. played one, he played one series, 62-yard touchdown. He was like, oh, I'm good. I'm chilling. <laughs> right. He told Coach, hey, man, that's enough right there. But to your point, you're right. Not, not many people can take on DJ Moore, man. DJ Moore is special. So people got to realize that what kind of wide receiver DJ Moore really is. This is no knock at all on how good Tyreek Stevenson is or can be. It's just the fact that, hey, when you're going to get practice against somebody that elite, that can only make you better for games. And guess what we're going to see going forward? Tyreek Stevenson is going to be even better going to get some of these other wide receivers on opponents. One of the points, though, that I have on Tyreek Stevenson, we talked about it a couple times on the show about the whole idea of iron and sharpen iron. Like I said, I said he's going to take his lumps in training camp, but I wanted to see how he responded after that. I wanted to see how he was going to respond the week after he was getting cooked. And we started to see him settle down a little bit more in practices. We saw him out there today. The Titans were going after him, obviously, because he's a rookie, to your point. And we're going to go after 33. No. <laughs> right. But Tyreek Stevenson held his own, man. He is a fucking stud. Because this kid, man, is coming. And I just can just see it, man, the way he's – playing right now for us got a lot of confidence in him you can see that and you can just see his demeanor out on the field bro you can see a guy like him love this job love this game man and uh like i said that competitive nature in him that speaks volume the last position battle and we kind of briefly touched on it earlier running back room we already know that this is more than likely Cleo herbert's job to lose however yeah. we know dr foreman has been basically making it tougher on Cleo herbert but also roshan johnson as we talked about earlier those are probably your top three guys. Right. And then when you look at a Travis Homer and a Tristan Ebner, 
it's going to be really important to see what happens there between those two. Because I think more than likely you're seeing that last roster spot for the running back room come down to those two. And, you know, you and I talked about Tristan Ebner before. I think the guy is in a tough spot in general because of the loaded running back position. It's just tough to see a guy like him in this position because I think he does have some some good tools, man, to himself. But it's going to be tight, man. The, the Bears got some tough decisions to make, and um, he could be one of them that's, you know, um, cut to the practice squad, bro. Could be close. Well, see, the problem with Tristan Ebner is they brought him in here to be a playmaker. They thought he was going to be able to be a guy elusive out of the backfield. They thought he would be able to do something on special teams. Neither one of those things materialized. Right. And that's the tough position that he's in right now because now you got to got Travis Homer who they gave a $2 million signing bonus to Money Talks. All right, hey, Doug, let's give out some game ball. Because it's the first preseason game and your boy Prez is in a good mood, I want to give out two offensive game balls and I want to give out two defensive game balls. Ooh, let okay. you go first. Offensive game ball, well, I will give it to. I got to go with Khalil Herbert, man. Got to go with Herbert, man. And the Shout reason two, four. I believe he's going to be a big factor in the passing game, Prez. I really do believe he's going to get those type of opportunities he got today in games. Because, again, you and I know Claypool, once he's fully healthy, Money Moon, DJ Moore, they're going to command a lot, bro. And guess what we want to look to if we got to check it down to? You, Herbert, you got to continue to show things of that nature you did today. If he can continue to catch the ball like that, Perez, he's going to make a huge difference. I like what he did today. He helped send a big mess to the Titans. And, hey, it was just Put the Bears in a good position. I can't argue, man. He he really impressed me. He did what he should have done today, right? I think yep. he needed to have a game like he had today. I think that was really important to him. As I mentioned, that was, this is his job to lose right there. He yep. basically positioned himself a little bit further away from Dr. Foreman and Roshan Johnson. I got to give my first game ball on offense to my boy, Justin Fields. Numero uno, <laughs> quarterback one, A-dub. Justin Fields, he just looked like a different quarterback today. He wasn't that one read passer that we saw last year that would, like, look for that first read and wasn't there, and he took off and ran the football. Right. Nope. He used his legs on both of those touchdowns today to extend plays and make good throws. Now, I know people are going to sit up here picking apart, oh, they were only short throws. But guess what? He made the throw that was there he done, and we put fucking 14 points on the scoreboard. He did his job. There's not much I can add to that, press. I like everything you just shared there, man. It's just the beauty to have a quarterback who people have been talking neg negatively about and the fact that he comes into this game, an improved quarterback. You saw today. Anyone that's watching the eye test, it speaks for itself. Listen, man, he didn't have the flashy plays that we've seen last year in preseason, but guess what? I don't give a shit about that. I right. want points on the fucking scoreboard, and I want Ws. We got both of those things today. And... <laughs> Got efficiency, you know, and that's what's important as well. Efficient quarterback. I understand he went through three passes, but still, he made them count. And that's what it's all about, and his teammates did the rest. So it lets us know right now, man, that, hey, we're feeling pretty good about our quarterback. We want to see these type of things continue going forward. DJ Moore. There you <laughs> what go. Else can, what else can we say prayers about DJ Moore? One to two for six. That's it, man. The guy is really that impactful, bro. He's just a game changer. If the ball's in his hands that we talked about, bro, he can make things happen, whether it's in short pass or deep pass. Right now, we saw a short pass to him. He took it to the house. So this is what you got to deal with all season long, a tough DJ Moore. And I'm telling you right now, man, a lot of defense is going to have trouble dealing with him. 
I just love the first time he touched the ball as a bear, he took it to the fucking house. And what we're seeing with this guy is he's a threat anytime he steps on that football field. Yep. I mean, we've seen it in training camp, man. The connection that Justin Fields and DJ Moore has is second to none. And it's going to pay dividends for this Bears offense all season. But my point is, having a weapon like DJ Moore, Justin Fields ain't never had a weapon like this in, in Chicago. Now, he has some dynamic options there at Ohio State. But I'm saying right. here in the NFL for the Chicago Bears, DJ Moore is exceptional. He's a dynamic player. And he's got the ability to take it to the house anytime he touches the football. We saw that today, though. This is what we expected, man. I mean, he raised the bar when it's come down to wide receivers in Chicago. And um, I like what I'm saying from DJ Moore. I mean, he's been impressive. And you hit a good point, man, about that chemistry between him and Justin Fields, man. It's just beautiful, bro. And I, I think we can expect a lot of great things again to come moving forward. I just love what I'm saying thus far, man. Way to start the game off DJ Moore. My, I mean, when I look offensively, as far as a game ball is concerned, Dub, if I were giving out the second one, I'm going DJ Moore as well. So I'm just going to piggyback on yours. I, I, I think that DJ Moore gets my game ball as well. I know I took the easy way out. If I was going to give out another one, potentially artists, because you guys are probably going to call me out, I'd go Tevin Jenkins. Okay. I just love the pancake blocks, man. Like I said, pancakes. <laughs> I mean, a guy that you and I talked about going through a lot, Perez, and still, still going out there, man, being effective and making a difference. You got to love a guy like him, man. Got to get a lot of credit to him. Just going out there and performing. And to see him continue to do that, I tip my cap off to a guy like him. I mean, for me, it's just I love the fact that with a, with a guy like Tevin Jenkins, you know that the quarterback is in good hands. That's one guy on that offensive line that yep. I can say without a shadow of a doubt. I'm like, just as good. He's in yep. good hands because he's going to make sure that ain't nobody doing no fuck shit. <laughs> He got his back 1,000%. If somebody get a late hit on Justin Fields, I know who's going to be there to back up Justin Fields. So I'm with you, Perez. And we talked a lot about some of the work he did last season. You know, it just, it just feels good to have a guy like him on the offensive line. And we know he's going to finish plays. That's yep. the thing. That's why I'm giving him this game ball because this guy's going to finish it. He's going to pancake you. You ain't getting back into play. You're done. <laughs> All right, let's switch it over to the defensive side of the ball. Hey, Dub, who's getting your first defensive game ball? We talked about him already, bro, but I got to go with Gibson. I thought Travis Gibson played extremely well, bro. In this game here, he heard a lot of noise about him. I think he answered the bell. Just got to see more of that. I love the tackles. I love the sack. I love him, you know, pretty much just getting back there and putting on some quarterback hits, you know, making um, the quarterback run around the field. I love it, man. It just the shows that, hey, if he can continue doing that, that's what we hold him to, that type of consistency. And don't forget about the three quarterback hits. That is the shit right there that's a game changer for your defense when you can get pressure on the quarterback and when you can hit that fucker because they're going to fucking remember that and they're going to think about that. That yeah. time clock in, the, in, that, in that quarterback's head is going to be sped up. That next time, that ball's coming out quicker, right? It may right. not be as accurate. <laughs> that opens up opportunities for your defense to get takeaways. And that's what we saw today. Yep. We saw a defense that turned up the heat on those quarterbacks, and we converted and got takeaways. Um, yeah, he put a nice one on um, on Willis. <laughs> I love that. I said, hey, Gibson, keep doing that, man. Hey, Willis going to have a little trouble out here, man, with you coming off the edge. So. The numbers that he put up in the game today didn't really do justice to what he did out there. And I can't wait to watch the film on this one because I just think that he just wrecked so much havoc in this ball game today. 
man, bro, I'm talking about, man, this is that was a really good and honestly like an easy pick for the first game ball because, bro, he did everything that he was supposed to do. He's fighting like hell for a roster spot. That's how you're supposed to respond, and he did. And that's a lot of pressure on you right there, Perez. Getting the opportunity, people saying, hey, you got to show us something right now immediately, and he came out and showed so this is a guy that I talked about earlier, but I'm going with Tyreek Stevens. Okay. Now, one of the things that I've talked about with him pretty much all summer so far is his physicality. Right. And we saw that today. He played the entire first half of this football game. Showed you the ability to be a playmaker. Delivered big hits. In that first quarter, Dub, when he had that big hit, they showed that shit up on the scoreboard. I looked and I said, this kid right here, man, he is nice. You got a DB over here lighting people the fuck up, man. But the most important part, Doug, not only just the physicality, playing with confidence, bro. Yes. This scheme that he's in right now with the Bears is tailor-made for his skill set, bro. And I'll tell you one thing, bro. We know that he's competing against Terrell Smith for that quarterback spot. I think Tyreek Stevens has got the leg up right now, bro. You hit all the good points on the head, man. I just love good competition. As I mentioned before, and I think Tyree Stevenson, man, is going to show us a whole lot, bro, moving forward. And um, he's earning his opportunities here. And I think that's why I got to applaud most about him. And I think he's going to definitely be somebody that can definitely help this Bears team moving forward in the secondary. My second one going with press, I'm going with Jalen Harris. Yes, sir. You I saw? like that. I Just, like that. If they saw Jalen Harris in the fourth quarter, you're going to like say, damn, who was this guy, you know? Because, of course, you know, he didn't come in with all the hype like some of the other players we have on his team. He came in like, look, I understand it's loaded out here, but don't forget about me. This might be a guy for the practice squad, press. But I'll tell you, in this game here, man, he made a lot of noise. Applying pressure, getting sacks. I mean, being where the ball is at. Now, I love the way he played football today, man. If it weren't for Terrell Lewis and his two sacks, Jalen Harris would have led the way with his one and a half sacks. Yeah, and he almost had another one at the end of the game. Right, <laughs> absolutely, man. This guy was thirsty today, bro. I like, man. Look, it's good to see players like this on the team, man. And you always talk about competition. He's probably got an uphill battle to make this roster, but right now, this guy right here, if he keeps playing like this, he's gonna be proud for that practice squad. If another team doesn't try to pluck him off the Bears roster, but right now, I'm looking at a guy like Jalen Harris. I would love if he could somehow make it back on this practice squad because, like you said, Doug, he showed us a lot in this game today. Other people may be watching this game looking like, hey, this guy could be the lowest guy on this squad here. You're right, Press. People are watching, seeing what this dude able to do. So good for him, man. Playing very well like this here gets you noticed. And right now, spotlight on him. So I mentioned Terrell Lewis earlier. I think he's an honorable mention. As far as a game ball recipient, I mean, the guy's fighting for a roster spot along with Travis Gibson, two sacks. Listen, man, I feel like Terrell Lewis, I feel like it's unfair that he's not going to get my second game ball, but I got to give at least a little love here and give a little honorable mention over here, yeah. A-Dub, yep. because the man had two sacks out there, led the way, wrecked havoc all afternoon. He's been generating buzz throughout training camp and, again, showed out again in the game today. However, my second defensive game ball recipient is going to Braylon Trahan. Now, this is the kid A-Dub that I talked about earlier in the camp that picked Justin Fields off twice. He is showing the ability to be a playmaker. 
and he sealed the game today with that pick. Braylon Trahan, game ball recipient, man. All this kid is doing is continuing to show that he can make plays on the football and showing that he has some of that ball hawk ability in, in, in his game. That's a dope-ass pick right there, bro. I like that one. Hey, look, playmakers, we need them. <laughs> Went out there showing the team that, hey, impress the team, you know, that, hey, I can still play with this team as well. I can go out there and do my job effectively as well. So what he showed us, friends, good game. Keep it up, young fella. Keep it up because you're going to get more opportunities. I really hope that he does a dub. He deserves them. He's making the most of his opportunities. We're talking about an undrafted guy here. Right. It's really starting to flash. And so we'll see. I mean, there's a lot of competition. Again, we keep saying that word competition. There's so much competition on this team right now because even in today's game, you got a guy like A.J. Thomas who started with Jaquan Brisker being out. He saw plenty of action in the ball game today. He had an interception. He picked off Malik Willis. Who didn't pick off fucking Malik Willis today? <laughs> Malik Willis wasn't out there making mistakes. It was Josh, that wide receiver out there making mistakes. So it's like, look, it's gonna it's a tough game for both of them. But to your point, man, Willis got a lot of work to do in general. But I'll take the pick, man. AJ, you're handling your business on him. Do your job very well. Big time pick. We love it. But this is again another guy that's fighting for a roster spot. Ryan Pose has done a tremendous job of making sure that this roster not only has talent on the top end, but it has talent in the middle and the bottom of the roster. And when you got guys like A.J. Thomas, you got guys like Braylon Trahan, man, guys are going to have to basically step up to the occasion because if they don't, somebody's going to pass them up. And that's the beautiful thing about this roster. And that's why this preseason game they dubbed was enjoyable. In the past years, once the starters went out, I was usually leaving the game. Right, I was right. staying because I was so pumped up by what I saw from the defense in that second half of the game. They came, they played, they showed up. But hey, man, looking ahead, we got the Colts next. Joint practices next week. I'm very excited to see what comes of those opportunities. Justin Fields in this offense is pointing up. We moving, bro. We moving. Uh, very impressive today. I'm looking more to see what his offense can continue to do. And right now, they gave us a little bit of a little Something to take. Now, one thing that I'm going to be kind of looking at with the offense, because, you know, I got to pick apart a little bit. <laughs> I want to see some sustained drives. Now, yeah. we saw the Tennessee Titans in that offense, how they ripped off that opening drive against our defense. Yeah. I would like to see something like that from our offense. But I also want to see more consistent pass block. Because Justin did a tremendous job with keeping plays alive with his legs. But I want to see them do a better job of keeping those pockets intact for Justin. Giving him a little bit more time, you know, opposed to him trying to make time for himself. But you're right, Briz. They can do that, man. They'll be good. But to your point right now, our full O-line isn't quite there yet. We're definitely going to see how it shapes up, you know, moving forward. But to your point, man, that matters a lot. It's all about protecting Justin Fields. We want to have a very good season going forward. And for those guys to do their job, they got to be better than they were today. 100%, A-Dub. Well, listen, man, want to know? On to the Colts. All right, so next time you hear from A-Dub and I, it's going to be at the end of next week after we recap those joint practices against the Colts and also recap another Bears dub. We appreciate the support and for helping make us a top 10 Chicago Bears podcast. We offer now, and I'm about to get myself another beer. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs>